Welcome to the Harvest Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that it will encourage and inspire you. Enjoy this week's message. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good morning. Shalom, everybody. I got a very important announcement to make uh, before I start. Uh, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what you're going through right now during the pandemic and what happened, I got good news for you. The best is yet to come. Jesus is still on the throne and uh, there's hope, there's glory, there's breakthrough, there's blessing, there's miracle. Praise God. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, this morning we thank you, Lord, that you anoint your words. Lord, let this uh, written word be transformed into a living word. Your word says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And this morning, we pray for the living bread, Lord, to, to minister to us, to feed us. And I thank you, Lord, let your word be an encouragement and inspiration as a correction, as a rebuke, and also for edification, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Now, this, I want to share uh, a topic about sharing the good news or one-to-one evangelism or what I call friendship evangelism all right it's so important for us to share the good news to those around us all right come with me to the book of matthew chapter 27 if you have a bible just follow me come with me to matthew 22 uh, reading from verse 35 matthew 22 reading from verse 35 then one of them a lawyer asked jesus a question testing him and saying teacher which is the great commandment in the law Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now here Jesus replied the lawyer, the the lawyer who will uh, expert in the law. What's the two? What's the most important commandment? And Jesus gave these two words: to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. What I call it: passion for God and passion for the lost. I believe these are two areas in our Christian life that we should not uh, neglect. And it's possible that as you uh, walk with God for many years pass by, your passion for God may slowly dwindle and diminish and more so you affect a passion for the loss and i pray this morning that we'll be we'll get back the passion for the loss and passion for god that will be red hot i was reading the book of revelation the other day and in revelation 3 it talks about a church in Laodicea. the church in Laodicea was a wealthy church uh, uh, naturally in material things they were very wealthy but Jesus said he, they were poor they have lost the first love and they were lukewarm they were neither cold nor hot lukewarm wow it's possible for us uh, as a Christian to be lukewarm and 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 you remember those days 30 years ago when you got saved or 40 years ago when you got saved you're so excited to go to church you'll be the first one to go for prayer meeting you'll be early on Sunday morning you sit in front but after 30 years you drag your feet to church you come late you sit at the back you're no longer excited about prayer or the word. You just go to church because it's a religious exercise. Question, have you lost your first love? 
Have you lost your passion for the Lord? And I pray that, that as, as God restored to us the passion for God, we will automatically have the passion for the loss. You cannot love God and not love the loss and the people around you, all right? Now, for example, if you see your neighbor house on fire at three o'clock in the morning, well, what do you do? You say, oh, that's my neighbor house. It's quite far away. It's all right. Let me continue to sleep. Well, if you're a normal human being and you've got a heart of flesh, you'll definitely uh, look, go outside, maybe call your neighbor or knock at him if they are still asleep and you warn them, hey, fire, fire. And maybe you also with all, you can help them get some water, call the bomba, call the police or whoever to, to help them, right? Now, that's natural. But in the spiritual, if you see your friends, your loved one, your family members walking towards hell, do not know Jesus, what do you do? Well, Jesus says in, in Mark 16, verse 15 to 16, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, Jesus was giving a great commandment, not a great suggestion, not a great omission. The sad things about the body of Christ today in many parts of the world, including Malaysia, is this great commandment that Jesus gave become a great omission. We come to a place that we have tida apa attitude, we couldn't care. People who pass us by every day without hope, without a future, and, and we are not bothered. They, they walk to hell, they go to hell, people are dying on the left, right. And with this pandemic, people, more than a million people die across the nation of the world. And, and, and we, we take a very cold stand. Well, we are born again, we are happy. But I pray that today God will speak to us. I want to share with you three practical points, three important points, how to share the good news. I'm not going to here to bring condemnation, but I'm here to encourage you, to inspire you. And all of us goes through up and down in life. All of us go through mountains and valleys. But sometimes it's good that Holy Spirit will remind us to go back to our first love, to go back to the ancient ways, go back to the basic in life, all right? Now, I believe that all of us must be concerned, all of us must love the lost, our family members who are not safe, friends, colleagues, neighbors, every day we meet them. We talk about football, we talk about badminton, we talk about politics, we talk about Donald Trump, we talk about so many things, but, but somehow, why is it so difficult to tell people about Jesus? Alright, now I remember talking to a man in the 40s in Malaysia, a man in Malaysia in the 40s. He has never heard the gospel even once, he has never heard Jesus being mentioned and he was so shocked. I was sharing the gospel to him. Now, he is living in Malaysia, not Amazon in the lost jungle somewhere in, in some lost island. This is Malaysia. How sad for 40 over years, this man living in Malaysia and nobody shared the gospel. Well, if he died, well, anyway, let me share with you three points on how you can share the good news and what you should do in a practical way. Number one, we need to pray. Now, Jesus says it in, in Matthew 9, 36 to 38, the harvest is plentiful, but laborers are few. Pray for the Lord of harvest to send in workers. Number one, A, we need to pray for workers. We need to pray for laborers. We need to pray for Christians who will be bold enough to open their mouth and share the gospel. You see, all of us have influence. We, we can influence about 20,000 people in our lifetime. Imagine if we can influence 10,000 people to believe in Jesus. All we need is just open our mouth and share the gospel. 
So we had to pray for workers to be raised up, Christian workers who are willing to share the gospel. I'm not talking about evangelists. Now, very few of us are called to be evangelists like Rehab Bonke or Benny Hinn or Billy Graham. But all of us are called to do evangelism. All of us are called to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we pray that God will raise up workers. Secondly, we also need to pray 1B. Pray for those we are, we are praying for salvation. For example, our loved ones, our neighbor, our colleague, our friend, our cro- people that we meet in the market every time and every day. We need to pray for their salvation. Let me share with you an example. Many years ago, I was praying for my mom's salvation. I prayed for her for more than 20 years and uh, nothing happened. Uh, I, I did all I could. I brought people to share with her. I shared myself. I did everything under the sun that I knew to bring the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to my own mother. And of course, she rejected it. She, uh, However, I, I give up. I stop praying for her. I, I go around the world and preach the gospel and people get safe everywhere I go, except for my mother. I thought my mother was the only one who never made it. He is the hard case and he probably will be the one that never made it. So I left it there and then and God was gracious. A couple of years later, the Lord spoke to my heart that your mom's time is very short. In other words, her time on earth is going to be very short. And with that word from God, I began to pray frantically. I began to pray earnestly for my mom again. And I remember one morning praying for her and I heard myself praying this. I, I heard myself praying this. And my prayer was, Lord, even at her deathbed, give her a chance to hear the gospel to receive Jesus. I was surprised with my prayer because at the point of time when I'm praying for her, my mom was healthy. She was walking about. She was doing her work. And I was surprised, why, why would I pray a prayer that even at her deathbed that, that she get a chance to hear the gospel? Well, shortly after that prayer, my mom fell ill and, and, and the next thing she was totally bedridden. So for the next six months, she was totally bedridden. She couldn't walk. And I heard the news. I, I was busy traveling around the world and, and hardly had time to come back to visit her. And uh, of course, I continued to pray for her, but God was so gracious. There's a church called Glad Tidings Assembly in Jalan Miru. And my house, my parents' house, was about 200 meters away. I was born again in Glad Tidings Assembly, Clang, in the year 1980. And, and here was now in the 90s, uh, my, my, there's two ladies in the church. I didn't share to the church that my mom was ill and she was bedridden. But somehow God touched these two ladies from Glad Tidings Assembly, Clang. A nurse and a hairstylist, a barber, a hairstylist. And these two ladies, a nurse and hairstylist, would come and visit my mom every Sunday afternoon. They would bring some porridge, they would bring some food, and, and the hairdresser would cut her hair, they would massage her, and just show her love. And as they shared the gospel, at first my mom did not respond. But as they show love, love, God is love. Nobody can resist love. They can resist anything, but they cannot resist love. And finally, one month before my mom passed away, she accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. I thank God for these two workers, ordinary folk, a hairdresser, a nurse, who had the burden for the lost, who took the time and the care to preach the gospel to my mom. So number one, pray for workers, pray for those who are yet to be saved. And secondly, we must have 
a strategy when we minister to the lost. When we have a strategy when we share the good news to the lost. What do I mean by that? Let me give an example from my home church, SIP. In our church, SIP, we have what I call, we have what you call the uh, harvest cell. We are the home cell where once a month, we call it a harvest cell. In other words, we, we prepare the people to, to do minister to the pre-believers. And on that harvest cell, on Friday night or whatever night, you will bring these pre-believers. We call them pre-believers. We don't call them unbelievers. We call them pre-believers because they have potential to be believers. So they are pre and then they will be post-believers. So uh, I preach a few times in this uh, harvest cell. One of my good friends, he is a millionaire, and he has a friend who's also a millionaire. You know, rich people are very hard to preach to and minister to, and they have very few friends. They are very skeptical about things, and, and they, they, are, they are well off, and they do need God or the things of God. And they have this friend of mine. He's a millionaire. He began to visit his friend, and his friend goes for morning walk every morning. So what he did was, God gave him a strategy, and he will go to morning walk with his friend. And after the morning walk, they go for yam cha, they go for breakfast. Slowly, surely, bit by bit, he will share the gospel, share the gospel. It took him almost a year. And one Friday, uh, my friend thought he's ready, so he invited him to the home cell harvest. And I will schedule to speak that, that Friday evening. I shared just a simple gospel, and this friend of his accepted the Lord. Wow! After almost one year of hard work, labor, and strategy. His wife was there, but his wife didn't believe. She, she just watched and nothing happened. But as the months passed by, and as the months and days passed by, the wife began to see the change in the husband's life. And she too accepted the Lord. So what I'm saying is we must have a strategy when we pray for the salvation of the lost. We must have a strategy. Let me give you another example. I have another, I have not another, I have a grandnephew who is the same age as my son. And both are 22 years old. A few years ago, I told my son while he was still with us, I said, son, invite Aho, your, 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 your nephew, to come and stay with us during the school holidays. I said, I, I felt he was right for hours. I felt he was right. So we invited him during the school holidays to come and stay with us for, for some time and to watch us and to stay in a Christian home. He came from a Taoist family, uh, you know, with all those baggages. And how he came and visited us. We just shared the love, share our home, share the meal. And, and he sleeps with my, my son in the same room. You know, one night, he had a visitation from an angel of God. An angel of God visited him. And to make a short story long, my son led him to believe in Jesus Christ. And now he's a believer and, and he's doing fine. So praise God. You see, many years ago, in a full gospel businessman, in the 80s, you know, uh, when FGA was formed, um, the elder Elm Tree Light was very active in a full gospel businessman. They have a strategy. They have this called uh, dinner evangelistic meeting. And they will invite non-Christian and give them a free meal to come for free dinner. And then in that dinner meeting, we'll share the gospel. And, and I had been invited in the, in the 80s and, and in the late 80s and the early 90s, all over Malaysia, North, South, East, West. And hundreds of people accepted the Lord in the meeting. And it was a great harvest. I wish that the season would come back again. May God give us new strategy how to reach out to the lost how to reach out to people who are not yet saved. Let me give an example about my father. My father, uh, you know, I grew up with very little time spent with my father. 
uh, my, my father had 10 children, I'm the youngest of 10, and, and he doesn't drive. My father didn't have a driving license and he couldn't drive. And he's, my, my grandparents come from Dunjarong, which is about one hour away from Klang. So my father likes to visit his brothers, his siblings, his parents in Dunjarong, but nobody would drive him. So God gave me a strategy one day and, and, and you know, I was staying in Kuala Lumpur. I was traveling around the world. I was in a full-time ministry. So whenever I could, I would come back and I would uh, take my dad, drive him from Klang to Jonjarong. This is about one hour's drive and then back. And during that one hour, I began to share the gospel to him with my simple Hokkien, with my broken Hokkien. I began to share the gospel to him. Slowly by slowly, as the week goes by, as the time goes by, one day I pluck up the courage. I said, Dad, I call him Father. I call my father, Father. I say, Father, are you ready to receive Jesus? Like Song Sin Soma. And I was surprised my father said, yes. So I prayed a sinner's prayer. He prayed a sinner's prayer in Hokkien. And I was very happy, you know, my father accepted the Lord. But I knew the real test is baptized. Whether my father was willing to be baptized. So in another trip, when I took him to Ninjarong, I was asking, I said, Father, now you believe in Jesus. I think the next thing is you need to be baptized. You need to suele. I was surprised again. This time my father said yes. So... Uh, so finally, with my friend, good friend from, from uh, uh, Penang, uh, Michael, uh, we, we, Michael and myself, we baptized my father. Wow. What I'm sharing is there was a strategy. We need to have a strategy to reach out to the lost, not just, uh, just hit and run by. We need to be intentional in our approach. In order to share the gospel, first we need to pray for workers. Secondly, we need to pray for the, those who need to be saved. And more importantly, we need to ask God after that for strategy, how to reach out to these people. Let me share one more testimony before I move on to point number three. There's this, uh, <coughs> um, a few years ago, I was traveling overseas and my house where I'm staying is a bit high. So it's quite vulnerable to lightning strike. And on one of the trips I was away, there was a lightning strike. My whole house system, electric system was down. I have a co-brother who was working for me. He got in a Chinese electrician to fix up. So this Chinese electrician came and for many hours he spent to fix up and, and he couldn't do it. So the next day I arrived from overseas, I went back home. I had another brother-in-law. <clears throat> he brought in a Bangladeshi electrician. He was just in his 20s, a young fella from Bangladesh. And he came to my house, my brother-in-law brought him. And I walk in and he was there. So after two hours, I was getting impatient. I look at him, how can say Bo Liao, no? I look down on him, I despise him, he's from Bangladesh. And after all, a Chinese electrician could fix up what hope. In my mind, I'm thinking, maybe this guy just wants to cheat me some money and you know, just take his own sweet time. So I couldn't stand anymore. I went up to him, I said, excuse me, do you know how to do or not? So he looked at me, he, he called me Tuan, he was very uh, polite. He said, Tuan, ini masalah besar. He said, this is a big problem. Say, give me a little bit of time. Say, all oh, right, okay, we'll give you a little bit of time. And finally, after he tried and everything, and, and he got it done and everything was back to normal. I, I was surprised he, he did it. So I thought this time I have to pay a lot of money, but he asked so little money. In fact, I have to top up some more money just to bless him. 
And then as the time goes by, I found that he's not just an electrician, he's also a plumber. So I got him fixed up with some water problem, type problem. Later I found he could do everything and everything under the house. He could paint, he could do white end treatment. Well, to make the short story long, I began to build a very good friendship with Ali. And in one day, I asked Ali to come to the house. I began to share the gospel to Ali. I share about my son's miracle birth. Where he died in the womb of the mom two months. I share how I became a Christian, how I used to worship all kinds of idols, and how my life would change and transform. And praise God, I asked Ali, would you like to receive Jesus in Bahasa Malaysia? Mautrima Tuhan Jesus. And I was surprised Ali agreed and I prayed the sinner's prayer with him in Bahasa. He accepted the Lord. Say, wow, what a celebration, what a joy, what a triumphant. You see, we must have a strategy when we reach out. Some water, some soap, but God will certainly give the increase. Start sowing. Just open your mouth. Just like the maid uh, who was working for Naaman in 2 Kings 5. All you need is just open your mouth. We have to open our mouth to talk about football, talk about Mahathir talk about so many things, but why can't we just open our mind and talk about Jesus? So simple. Whether they believe or not, it's up to them, alright? And finally, my third point is this. You, I believe there's something more, especially for those of us who are long time in the Lord. I became a Christian 40 years already, this December. I've seen it all, done it all, as you probably said. Many of us probably have seen it all. Is there something more? I believe there's something more. In Acts 10, here is a man called Cornelius. He was just in, in the army. And one day he had a visitation from angel that changed his life and whole destiny. Acts 10 is a game changer. Acts 10 is an extension of God's kingdom from preaching the gospel to the Jews and from the Jews to the Gentile. That means you and me. Now Peter at this point of time, Acts 10, has seen it all, done it all. He's walked on water, he preached the first sermon, 3,000 were saved. And he has seen the miracles of God. He has had the Mount Transfiguration. I think he has seen it all, done it all. And I wonder at Acts 10, what else? In fact, in Acts 9, he just raised Tabitha from the dead. What else? Is there something more? So at Acts 10, he was in Jopa. He was waiting for lunch. He went to the rooftop. He had a vision. And he saw unclean animals coming down. Uh, and, and he heard the voices, kill and eat. Wow. He was thinking now, wow, now Jews can eat chasu, can eat all the non-halal food. Huh? That that's not the interpretation. And suddenly, there was a, a call for Peter to go to Cornelius' house. He went. And what happened was, as he preached the gospel, the Bible says the Holy Spirit fell upon this Gentile, these non-Jews for the first time. They all spoke in tongues. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. They all got saved. And they all baptized in one day. This one, all in one day, three in one. Salvation. Baptism of the Holy Spirit, baptism of water. And these are Cornelius' friends, families, relatives, all in this big house in one day. Wow, something that's never happened before. I want to encourage you, there's something more. God is not finished. Salvation will come to your family members, to your friends, to your neighbors, to your colleagues. I believe in one day, God's going to pour out His Spirit in this post-pandemic. God's going to move powerfully in Malaysia. God's hand is not removed from Malaysia. Rejoice. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me just pray. Father, I pray right now, 
Uh, to every listener, Lord, you touch our hearts to share the gospel, to share the good news. I pray, Lord, that every person who hears this will be inspired to have a passion for God, to have the passion for the lost. I pray, Lord, that you laid upon some soul in our heart. And Lord, even before Christmas, we'll present a lost soul, uh, bring a lost soul to you, Lord, as a fruit, as a Christmas present for you on Christmas Day, Father. I bless you. I bless every listener. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you.